My name is Dan. And I'm Phil. And in today's episode, we are discussing two of our upcoming holidays. We have an exciting trip to Indonesia and then a luxurious cruise down the mighty River Rhine. Yep, two uh, of our favourite babies in the products department. Uh, one put together by my colleague Will, the Rhine River Cruise, and Indonesia by myself. We also have another treat for you today. We often get asked by people, why would a blind person go on holiday? What, what do they gain out of it? So, to try and answer that, we have put together a soundscape of our most recent trip to the sovereign state of Swaziland. Yeah, I think this is a great way to show people how visually impaired travellers can get so much out of a holiday. And also, um, it just goes to show how much we think about making our holidays a sensory experience for everyone involved. But first, let's discuss the Switzerland to Holland trip, the cruise down the Rhine. Phil? Yeah, first thing I would say is it's smack bang in the middle of July, uh, so the weather is going to be absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's a full 11 day itinerary um, and it's fantastically good value for money because um, when we're on the boat all of our meals are included so we can really just relax and enjoy ourselves um, and make the most of the fantastic ship that we're staying on. It's actually uh, a four star ship, it's got a sun deck where we can just kind of bask and enjoy enjoy the heat while we while we cruise past all these beautiful towns. But as well as that, it's also got a pool. A which, pool on the boat. That, that's correct, Dan. Water on water. So, so that'll be so, <laughs> so, real. So this isn't just some river barge that people might see going past their window. This no. is the real deal. No, you're not doing you know locks and stuff like that on the uh, on the Kirkstall to Leeds Canal. This is a luxurious cruising experience. This is a full mobile hotel experience. Exactly, exactly. Exactly, and swimming whilst on water. Yeah, there are a few other interesting things about the trip as well. Um, when we get to Basel Airport, Basel Airport is one of the few airports where you can go out three separate entrances. One leads to Switzerland, one leads to France, and one leads to Germany. So that's just a little interesting thing. But over the course of the trip, um, we will actually get to explore all three of these countries as well as the Netherlands at the end. Uh, another thing I would mention as well is that there's actually um, a pre-cruise so we have um, three nights in Basel beforehand. It's a great way to get to explore Switzerland because obviously we are going to be on the boat and Switzerland is so expensive to travel to at the moment um, so it's a really good way to do it just having a few days before we before we get on our mobile hotel. And of course at the end at the end of the trip um, we finish up in Amsterdam so these are some really great cities to explore with with huge amounts of culture. Well, you touched on it earlier. This trip actually takes in four different countries, doesn't it? Four different countries in so many different towns, all of them with their own with their own different charms. So we've got Strasbourg, Mannheim, Rudersheim, Koblenz, Cologne. So really, there is there is a huge variety of places to visit. And it's not often a place that people might think to visit at the Rhine, but it is quite a spectacular looking river. No, it's, it's, it's a beautiful part of the world and it really does pass through so many different fascinating places. But we're not just going to be spending all of our time on the boat, are we Phil? We're actually going to get out and explore some of these cities. Yeah, and we've got a good variety of activities as well. So anything from your kind of big architectural marvels like the Kaiserdom Cathedral in Speyer to more kind of... Uh, I would say niche tourist attractions. One of my favourite ones we've got included on this trip is the uh, in Rudersheim. It's, uh, it's a bit of a tongue twister, but it's Siegfried's Mechnische Muskebinet. 
What on earth is that? <laughs> I'm fairly confident that I've pronounced that. Uh, grossly incorrectly, but um, what it is, is it's a museum and it's got a excellent collection of 18th and 19th century mechanical musical instruments. And as you're shown around the museum, they will um, play themselves for you, so they're kind of a nice little uh, sensory thing that we've included. Um, and then of course, obviously there's so much to do in places like Amsterdam as well that you'll be spoiled for choice really. And we actually pass through Rudersheim, which many people may not know, but is actually very famous for its wines, isn't it? You don't always think of Germany as a producer of fine wines, but the Rudersheim Valley is, is quite well known, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Something about being on the banks of the Rhine has, has helped some of these places to produce some really delicious wines. Rudersheim and, uh, and Cockham as well have both got excellent wines. So, Phil, it's, it's such a packed itinerary, but if you had to pick one thing that you think is going to be a real standout moment from this trip, what would you say? It's, it's very difficult, Dan, because uh, I love Strasbourg, uh, so I think that's going to be excellent. But I would have probably have to have to lump for the cathedral at Cologne. Um, firstly, it's massive and it's just an exceptionally impressive building. It's beautiful on the outside, fantastic facade, and then equally as impressive on the inside. It's a wonderful building. The area around there is beautiful, and obviously. After wandering around, you can go back to the boat and relax with another included meal. So so there you go, the Rhine River Cruise. It sounds like it'll be perfect for people who want to cross quite a few countries off their list in one go. A real country-hopping trip there. And uh, on to the next part of the podcast. month, Travelize had a group of adventurers in the mighty nation of Swaziland. Now we've put together some audio for you so you can get a, a bit of a feeling as to what it's like to travel with us. Now first you will hear our Tom and Will explaining our parents for the day before we head off to a local church for an Easter service. And after hearing some description of the native flora, it's off to experience some local tribal drumming and singing. Now we hope you enjoy this little segment, uh, and if you do, please do comment below and let us know, and we can try and include some more things like this in the future. Today we're heading to church, happy Easter, everybody, and then we're going to a glass factory. So the partners today, and uh, this is your day partner, so this is the person who you'll guide throughout the day, and you'll also sit with them at meal times as well, and if we have any free time at any point, this is the person who you'd arrange what you'll do in that free time with. So once you're partnered up, we can get on the bus and go on our way. Many of us haven't been to Swaziland before, and to join in the celebration of Easter with you is a real privilege. Our, our church services aren't quite like yours here. And you've made us feel really welcome and really special on this really special day. You could do this hand here, you can feel up here like that. So it's coming off in like um, curls. So you've got really, really, really smooth. Yeah. But I think that's the same as our trees. Yeah, it will be, yeah. So it's really smooth. So they're very sort of like silvery. Yeah. Um with shot through with um sort of like crimson and rusty colours and pinks.
So we really enjoyed putting that together for you and uh, everyone had a wonderful time on that trip so we hope you enjoyed it as well. Now as I said if you would like to hear more soundscapes like this, more similar features like this then do please let us know by commenting below. So let's get back to Phil without any further ado to discuss the upcoming Indonesia trip. Yep. Many more, many more exciting trips um, to chat about, but this is perhaps one of our most exciting, um, I would say. We really get an excellent flavour, because obviously Indonesia is a huge uh, cluster of islands, and we get an excellent flavour of just quite how varied these islands are. So we get to go to Bali, Flores, and Komodo Island. Um, so obviously Bali, we've got really relaxing beach break. We're staying in an area called Jimbaran, um, which is perfect for relaxing and also allows us um, both before and after our adventure to, to Flores to explore some of Bali's temples as well as its uh, as well as its sandy beaches. Now the thing that jumps out to me straight away from this trip and I'm sure to a lot of our listeners would be Komodo Island Yeah, as that is such a unique place and of course the only place in the wild where you can see the famed Komodo dragon. I'm sure a lot of you are aware that uh, on David Attenborough's Planet Earth 2 they took a trip to Komodo Island and really the filming there and the scenes of the Komodo dragon are just incredible. Really awe-inspiring creatures. They're absolutely huge and incredibly powerful and just really one of nature's kind of greatest marvels. It's, it's, you know, it's something from a different age. It's prehistoric and I really think it's, uh, it's one of those things that you've got to, you've got to go and see before, um, before it's too late, really. And as you said, chances to see... Komodo dragons in the wild are so few and far between. Yeah. They have them in, in zoos and sanctuaries, but yeah. Komodo Island is the only it's, place where you can really see them as they're supposed to be. It's not quite the same as actually getting out and going there. And one thing I'd say about Komodo Island as well is it was um, supposedly the inspiration for King Kong. The, the story goes that there was a man named W. Douglas Burden, a New York City gentleman, and in the 1920s he set off with his wife to go and hunt the uh, Varanaris lizard, the Komodo dragon. And obviously his journal was then taken back to America. One of his friends, Marion C. Cooper, changed this with his own fictionalized version of events. Then came the, the famous film. In and the rest is history, as they say. One thing I think is hard to see on, on footage of Komodo dragons is just the sheer scale of them, because they are really massive creatures. Mm. And you can easily see how someone looking at them would be immediately reminded of kind of prehistoric monsters, dinosaurs, dragons. It's really is a remarkable, remarkable Absolutely. creature. It's the closest you'll get to dinosaurs and, and obviously it is an actual real dragon. But I think that what's important to remember is this trip isn't just put on for the purpose of visiting Komodo. Um, in fact, for me, that's not even really the highlight of the trip. Uh, we get to travel from east to west across the beautiful island of Flores. Now, obviously Flores is pretty much untapped in terms of its, uh, its tourism potential, so we're really getting there before, before this place takes off, but it is a really, really wonderful place. As, as soon as you get there, you're greeted by spectacular pieces of natural beauty and also incredibly welcoming people. So perhaps the first thing is the Kelamutu volcano. Now the Kelamutu volcano has three separate uh, volcanic mineral lakes and they're all different colours. 
So you've got a green one, a kind of turquoise one, and also a black one. So that's something that you've really got to go and experience. But as you go across the island, you know, we're going to visit local villages, meet local people, and, you know, see kind of performances. There's the famous khaki dance that they do, uh, where two young men in sarongs will, will fight with wooden sticks. And just getting to get out there and talk to the people is going to be, is going to be I think, uh, the main highlight of the trip. If we go to these places that haven't been visited by the tourism industry quite as much, you do tend to get a much purer sense of what the country is like and you get to experience the real, the real place as it were. Absolutely. Um, we're really pushing the boat out with this trip, um, but I think it's going to be it's going to be an unforgettable one. Well, both of those holidays sound absolutely amazing, and we look forward to meeting everyone going on them. And we hope you have a fabulous time. That's about all we have time for this episode. Anything you want to add, Phil? No, just uh, as well as the holidays, obviously keep up to date with uh, all the content that we're producing at the moment. Obviously there's, uh, there's this podcast which you've so kindly listened to, but as well as that um, we've got all of our social medias, so there's our Twitter, at TravelizeLTD, our Facebook page as well, and links to them are all in the description below this video. Yes, and also don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, so you can see all the latest content that we upload. And if you want to check out our blog, that's at travelize-international.com forward slash blog. And we love hearing feedback from you, so please comment everywhere, comment below, or give us an email. Uh, so that's Even if it's just to say something nasty about the two of us. Even if it is just to improve our podcasting skills, we are open to everything. So that's about all we have time for on this episode of the Travelize podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and we look forward to sharing the adventure with you next time.